When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Quick Drag, EW's RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 recap series. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter. And in honor of Bosco's ace read during the Ross Matthews roast, this episode goes out to all of you who are not tops, but rather blouses. Speaking of tops, our guest today, Daya Betty, has found herself at the top of the pack regularly throughout season 14, but today she joins us to discuss the terrifying moment she landed in the bottom against Georges and Deja Sky before the only double sachet of the season, which jokes she wanted to use during the roast but cut from her set, and some of the unseen tea from the set while filming the nerve-wracking roast. Enjoy the episode. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I made it. I figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love doing drag queen tech support. It is my favorite alternate job. Thank you so much for joining me here for EW's late night sessions. How are you doing? Hell yeah. Well, um, I am still really warm and I'm shaking from watching the episode. Like, literally so nervous and it's been, you know, uh, it's crazy how nervous I get watching myself. (laughs) I mean, warm and shaking is, I don't think anybody has ever described themselves like that on any recorded interview I've ever done. So, you know, you can take that crowd this evening. Well, let me be the first. There we go. There we go. (laughs) First for many things. Yes. And, you know, I had to have you here because I just needed to know, first and foremost, I've been waiting weeks to ask you this. What does a dragonfly taste like? And what did you do with the $1,000 that Cornbread gave you? Okay, you know what? This is funny. This is what's so funny to me is um, Maddie was the one, Maddie Morphosis was the one freaking out the most about it. <laughs> like literally freaking out the most. And I'm like, baby, like we are from like, you know, the Midwest and the, the Southern area of the United States. Like, didn't you eat grass as a child? Like that's oh my God. a very common thing. So yeah, I always tell people it kind of tasted like um, grass, but it was really crunchy. It was crunchy like a Butterfinger. Oh my gosh, you have just, Butterfingers are my favorite candy and you have now officially turned me off of Butterfingers. So this is a first for you. You know what, Joey, don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, you know what, your powers of persuasion maybe could get me to eat a dragonfly. I'm not sure. I'm I'm sure I would do it for a thousand dollars, honestly. Oh, hell yeah. And if someone says that they wouldn't, (laughs) they're fully lying. Fully lying. Yes, I do it for 50. Let's be real. (laughs) No, I mean... I'm so glad that you are joining us this evening because we are coming off of such an interesting stretch for you, Daya. I will call it that these last few weeks. They they I'll haven't take been I mean, it's just, you know, you know how things go with this show. I mean, the fandom hasn't been the most peaceful in the past few weeks. So before we get into the roast, I just want to talk to you about these last few weeks on the show with your yeah. clashes with Jasmine and sort of wearing your feelings very much on your sleeve. Yes. So after experiencing I guess this reaction from people online, what is it like for you watching some of these recent episodes back? Does hindsight make you feel 
differently about how certain things played out on the show? Or do you sort of stand by some of the observations about the other queens that you made on the show after going through all of this sort of fan backlash? No, totally, totally. Well, I will say this, like in my head while I was there filming, of course, like it's a whole other perception that I have. And then watching it from a completely different viewpoint, like watching it on television is so strange. It is so strange. And like, I... I'm an emotional person. I'm a Pisces. Like I have every emotion. I I call myself a human mood ring for a reason, (laughs) you know, and I say what I say and I don't take any of that back because that is genuinely how I was feeling in the moment. And I will stand by that till the day I die, (laughs) die, until the day I die. (laughs) But I think what I've learned the most about it, especially from like the perception that some people might have of me is, you know, just because I think something, maybe the way I go about saying it could be a little bit better. You know, like, I think that, you know, that old saying, it's not what you say, but how you say it. I think I fully realize that now. And like I said, I don't take anything back. Like, that's how I was feeling in the moment. And like the girls and I, you know, Jasmine, Georges, like we've talked, you know, after that and everything. But, um, you know, I think I have learned a lot about myself. I really have. It's humbled me and I've learned a lot. You know, I will say this. This is not an excuse. I grew up in a household with a dad, a brother, and then my mother. We were a very rough household, the way we spoke with each other, the way we went about talking about things. And, you know, that's maybe not the best way about going through it, but that's just how I was kind of like raised to speak about things. It's just kind of put it out there, get it out in the open, and then be done with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And now as an adult, I'm finding that's probably not the most healthy way of going about it. (laughs) At least least the way I say things. So it's a learning process. Right. Especially in front of cameras on a television show. I mean, I'm glad that you're sort of, you know, coming into your own and having that realization about maybe the way some of the things were said. Um, Because it's, you know, the fandom is, you know, can be a difficult thing to go through. But I mean, this episode... Regardless, I mean, you, it's it's been good television, uh, you know, no matter how you slice it. But this episode, I want to get into it, was also entertaining for all of the right reasons. I mean, this roast, I always love a roast. It's always my favorite episode every season. And But this one, it seemed to give a few of you some trouble. And I'm always curious because they always show you all like working together in the room with your little notebooks. So were you more working on these jokes like collaboratively together in the room or was it a more individualized process and how long did it take to write your full set out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will say, I know that we kind of had a moment where we all worked individually. Like we all kind of like brainstormed by ourselves, but we kind of used each other as, you know, like practice dummies, I guess is the best way to say it. (laughs) So we would like literally be sitting, especially Deja. Deja was like the best at it. She would sit down in her little like corner and then she'd yell out a joke randomly and we'd all be like, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. And um, let's be honest, they were pretty much all thumbs down. Oh my God. Um, not Deja's joke corner I know I know but uh, you know you saw the episode I had some thumbs down myself Uh, but it, it turned into a collaborative effort and I personally was working on my jokes up until like right before uh like even after makeup like I was doing makeup and still like finessing jokes So it was a long process for sure. Can you remember any jokes that you wrote that you like ended up cutting from your own set? Um, um, I, I had, uh, I had a whole list of like Ross Matthews is so gay jokes, (laughs) 
Um, and one I had that didn't make the cut was Ross Matthews is so gay. His favorite moisturizer is Astro Glide. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which, you know, whatever. Um, I had a couple of them. A few of them, as soon as I told... Because you have to kind of, like, get okayed by... You know, with some of the mm-hmm. jokes, you have to get okayed. Mm-hmm. As soon as I said one of the jokes, the people in the room that were okaying them were like, nope, you can't say that. So I'm not even going to say it here because oh, it's probably way too inappropriate. But, oh, it wasn't the Astro Glide know. one, not the Astro Glide one. Oh, no, 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 no. There was plenty... There was plenty more uh, crazier, more inappropriate jokes. Oh, my gosh. So, you can't uh, say anything um, about what it was. I no, I can't. I'll just say it was severely inappropriate, and um, there's a reason it was not aired or even let me say, like they did not let me say it on television. Well, I mean, Georgia got one through her accidental joke that Georgia got through in the practice round. I mean, I, we were all sort of clutching our pearls in support of Georgia's in that. I know. Was there was there maybe anybody who was maybe. Because I know it's a different dynamic when you're in the room watching a roast than like how we're watching it on TV. So was there anybody who was maybe you thought in your opinion was doing better in the room that you were sort of surprised to see in the bottom? Because it seemed like Rue was laughing at at least a few jokes in everybody's set. So it didn't seem like anybody like outright bombed in the room. Oh, yeah. That's like totally an accurate statement. To be honest, like even the really like kind of what what looked kind of be like flops i guess like like georgia she had some that weren't funny but even watching it it's kind of like funny just because it's georgia the turkey you know? noises like, yeah the turkey like the gobble gobble <laughs> the blah, 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 blah. like it was just funny because it was coming from her so like honestly and i'm not being like diplomatic i don't even know if that's the right word to use but nobody truly fully bombed. I just think some people really shined and outshined other people. You know, Lady Camden had tons, tons of funny jokes. And I would say maybe like a third of them were shown. Like she was much funnier than I had anticipated her being in that moment. I mean, I thought that the Ross Matthews, um, the joke that everybody was telling her didn't work. I actually thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. Right now. And you know what else is funny at the end of our roast with all the girls, Michelle Visage even roasted Ross for a hot second. Oh my God. And I was so like, I was so sad they didn't show that because it was so What did she say? so good. I can't, I, that's as far as I will let you know. I don't want to get in trouble. I, I, I think I've spilled too much. Miss Daya, you are coming on EW's late night sessions and have given me two th- teases that you can't elaborate on. <laughs> I'll leave it open for your imagination. That's the fun part, baby. That's the fun part. Maybe we'll learn at some point. We'll have to ask Michelle if we ever get Michelle on here. I'll ask her. Um, Yes, yes. No, something we can talk about. I mean, Miss Deja Sky, uh, she said huh. in the workroom that she was going to purposely laugh at everyone's jokes, um, even uh-huh. if they weren't funny. So in the jokes, the, it, it appeared that no one was laughing at, maybe in Georges's set, or, or was Miss Deja over there just like cackling loudly while no one else was? I am not going to lie. I do not. <sighs> Deja is very supportive of everybody like even if somebody's doing super bad she'll find a compliment you know so i'm sure she was to be completely honest i felt like i blacked out um because i was too worried i was halfway i was like in the middle and you know bosco did so well willow was getting some good reception i was right after angie and angie was fabulous you know so i was like fully just in focus mode and um (laughs) 
<laughs> I wish I could remember more about Deja. I'm sure she laughed. Yeah. I'm sure she did. That's just in her name. There was a couple shots of just everybody else's face was just totally blank. And then Deja is like uh-huh. just cracking up. And it is just, it, I, I just love, I love a woman of her word that she said she was going to do it. Yes. Did you, yes. were you trying to maybe do that for her in the moment? Here's the thing, and this is going to sound so shady, oh my god, but it's like, Deja had told us all her jokes so many times, like, (laughs) she had said them probably at least five times to everyone in the workroom, so at that point, it was like, I would have full-on fake laughed because I had heard them a million times. So, you know, it's just not my nature to be that fake, Well, yes, because you were making... Are are you getting out of a car, Ms. Daya? (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Disregard that sound. (laughs) You're either microwaving something or getting out of a car. You're microwaving a dragonfly. Uh, A dragonfly, absolutely. Um, But, I mean, you were all making Miss Deja say her jokes from Deja's joke corner in the side of the room. So, of course, you heard them many times. (laughs) Yes, yes. We heard them many, many times. Like, so many times that I could have probably said them. (laughs) Um, I should have just stole some of her jokes, but you saw how that went over there, so maybe I shouldn't have. (laughs) Well, there is also, I noticed, um, uh, for some of the looks, when Bosco came out, Bosco's hair, can you confirm, was that just Willow's shoulder pad wig spray-painted a different color, or was that Bosco's wig? No, no, okay, okay, more tea for you, okay. So what is so funny is Bosco, so, you know, I was in the second premiere, the second group of girls, and basically when I got there and, you know, when I was looking around the workroom, I had seen Bosco's station. I didn't know it was her station, of course, but I was like looking at her set of wigs and I noticed, okay, Bosco had, um, you know, the hair that I wore in the Lala Perusa lip sync episode, uh she had a wig exactly like it my entrance hair the blonde mullet she had a wig literally identical to it um we both had like this we called it our blonde news anchor hair like (laughs) diane sawyer hair we both had the exact same one and then her and willow basically stylistic wise like you know was the exact same wig. So we all just read each other's minds, I guess, and showed up oh with very gosh. similar hair. So it wasn't the same but wig, just spray painted. It was not that the is same. So yeah, crazy. long story short, it was not the same wig. It was completely different. Just great minds think alike. Well, yeah, because I know you've all been sharing wigs on this set. We have all seen the pictures going around Twitter. It's the sisterhood of the traveling wigs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes, we were very generous with one another, thankfully. It's a, it's a, you can tell that this group of girls is like a very tight-knit circle. So, I mean, it's really nice to Uh see. Um, So let's go back to this challenge. I mean, in in front of the judges, I mean, you know, I really was having an issue figuring out who exactly was going to be in the bottom. I mean, you did get critiqued for coming right out and saying, I'm nervous, but you didn't necessarily feel nervous on stage and your delivery itself, I don't necessarily think was something I was looking at and being like, oh, that's a nervous person. Though Willow was in the confessional noting uh-huh. how long it took you to get to some of your punchlines. So was, was that how the jokes were written? Were they actually written out that long or were you sort of like vamping and, t- and you know, in the moment? No, I, so here's the thing. I tend to speak really fast. Mm-hmm. And so when I was going through them and like, you know, when I sat down with Michelle, and we'll say they told me uh, originally which you didn't see there were some jokes that i just was like talking super super quick and they're like baby it's okay slow down take a breather mm-hmm. don't you don't have to rush through it so i think maybe i took that a little too literally and like 
just really took my time with it. And here I am a couple of weeks ago giving Jasmine for talking, you know, talking way too much. I was just going to say. My mouth just will not stop. So you know what? It goes for saying, you know, when I say Jasmine's like my little sister and I'm like her older sister, that is just another another confirmation of that, you know? Yes. You just read Jasmine's um, lipstick mirror message as one of your jokes. That was the length. Oh my God, literally. But I'm going to be honest, I didn't even fully read Jasmine's lipstick message. <laughs> oh no, wait a minute, Taya. We were we, we started this interview saying that you were learning and that you were looking back in hindsight. No, no, you know what? I saw it and then I saw the girls' names that she called out at the bottom and I'm like, that's all I needed to see. It's fine. Whatever. I, I did love this, the, her spelling of Deja's name. That was my favorite thing from that message. I know, I know. You but saw you know what? I would, not expect, I would not expect anything less from my girl Jasmine and she did it gracefully and I appreciate it. You know, she knows, she knows what she's doing. Yes. She's a good girl. Yes. Now let's, speaking of knowing what you're doing, we have to go to this lip sync because you beat <laughs> two lip sync assassins, madam. I mean, it was, you know, I love the song, but your face when Rue announced that it was a bottom three and not a bottom two, I think you actually said like, oh fuck out loud, if I'm oh, not yeah. mistaken. So oh, fully. What, yes. what was running through your head when you heard it was a bottom three and those were the two that you were against and how did that yeah. impact how you approach the lip sync? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing, you know, throwback to my first week, Deja sent me home. Mm -hmm. She fucking slayed it. Mm -hmm. She like slayed it. Um, so that, of course, made me extremely nervous. And Deja was like a very maternal figure for me. Like when I felt, and still to this day, when I feel overwhelmed, like she's the first person that I, I want to go to because she fully understands. So I was very sad because Deja was not only this person that you know, made me nervous about lip syncing because of my first week, but also because she was kind of like a maternal figure for yeah. me. Um, and then for Georges, like Georges, you've seen her every, like she is a performer. She is the performer. You know, Georges, she knows what she's doing. That is where she shines. And she has slayed literally every, so many other girls in the previous episodes. So I was shaking so bad. I was so nervous. I was scared. My stomach hurt. My mouth was so dry before I even started lip syncing. And I'm a huge person. Like, I'm big. So I'm, like, terrified that we're all going to run into each other. Oh, no. We're going to have, like, a car crash, <laughs> you know, because... So I was being very mindful of where people were around me, but also trying not to throw up at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you pulled it off. I mean, it was, you know, the three of you. I mean, it was just... It's always a show to watch any of you on stage. How do you think this double elimination sort of sets the tone for where the competition goes from here. Well, we didn't expect it. You know, like we knew there was lots of girls. We knew there was plenty of girls left, but we didn't expect a double elimination. So it just kind of goes to show that literally anything, anything, and it sounds so cliche at this point, <laughs> you know, it sounds so cliche, <laughs> but literally anything could happen. And it would not surprise me, you know? Yeah, I mean, literally, I don't think half the things that have happened on season 14, anybody would have been able to see coming. So, I mean, yes, I totally I feel you there. So, Diet, crazy. is there anything else that you remember from filming that stands out to you this episode that, like, you want to share now? Ooh, let me think, let me think. I mean, the okay, that stage, the runway, baby, it is slippery. It is slippery, <laughs> and I had ate shit in the snatch game runway when I fell on oh my, my wedding God, dress, yes. my Lady Gaga. 
And I did not want to have another moment like that with those big giant 11 inch heels mm-hmm. for my tutu look. So I, you could probably tell a little bit, um, I noticed, but I was walking real slow down that runway because I did not want to, <laughs> you know, I did not want to repeat. And thankfully I didn't. Um, so, you know, that's something else that comes to my mind. I just remember walking so slow down that runway where I was like, these people are probably like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you looked great on the runway. I cannot thank you enough for joining me to night. It is always a pleasure to speak with you, Daya. I can't wait to see what you do next on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 continues next Friday at 8 p.m. on VH1 and we will be back here on EW's Twitter Spaces at 10.05 Eastern, 7.05 Pacific next week with another Season 14 queen for a new recap. So good night, Daya, and good night, everyone. Thanks, Joey. Of course. Have a good night, Daya. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast and leave us a stunning review. See you next week. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio and Lauren Klein and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com.